Welcome! I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 2 Timothy. Today is episode 706. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 through 17. Let's read the passage. But you have followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, and endurance, along with the persecutions and sufferings that came to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. What persecutions I endured, and yet the Lord rescued me from them all. In fact, all who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Evil people and impostors will become worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed. You know those who taught you, and you know that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures, which are able to give you wisdom for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. This is Paul's second letter to Timothy and his final letter. He's encouraging Timothy to continue the work that he's doing in Ephesus, and actually to step up to take on the mantle that Paul has had as the primary leader in the Christian movement in that part of the world. He wants Timothy to come and visit him in Rome, because Paul's in prison in Rome, facing execution. He also knows that Timothy may not be able to get there before Paul is executed. And so he's trying to build Timothy up to take on a bigger role, but also to be encouraged. Things are tough right now because of Paul's imprisonment. It's no longer just a disagreement over some Jewish matters in Jerusalem. Paul is now a criminal, an enemy of the state. The Roman government is officially persecuting Christians, and Paul's a leader in the Christian movement. Therefore, Paul is public enemy. And now, with Paul being in prison, there's a twofold problem here. One is Faithful Christians are afraid to be associated with Paul for fear that they will be viewed as a criminal. But also others who maybe aren't so sure think, well, but maybe that delegitimizes the Christian message since the leader of the Christian movement around here is a criminal. And the crime he has committed is proclaiming this Christian message. So there's a problem there. Paul said many people have become ashamed ashamed of Paul personally, and ashamed of the gospel message. Last time we saw where he talked about the hard times that are becoming, and people will be falling away, and all kinds of evil that they will be doing, and leading other people astray. He compared them to Janus and Jambres, the names of the chief magicians for Pharaoh who tried to lead people astray and oppose the message of God. But now he contrasts that in verse 10. He says, but you have followed my teaching. So you is singular here. He is saying, you, Timothy, you have followed me. He says, you follow my teaching, my conduct, my purpose, my faith, my patience, my love, my endurance, along with the persecutions and sufferings that came to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. So, He's committing Timothy here. Timothy, you have followed what I have done. You followed what I say, and you followed what I do. And this is in opposition to the evil traits that he mentioned back in chapter 3, verses 
2 through 5, all the things the evil people do. But you, Timothy, have not done that. Instead, you have followed my example and followed my teaching. He mentions the persecutions and sufferings that came to him in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. This we would see in Acts chapters 13 and 14, the first missionary journey. Paul and Barnabas left from Antioch in Syria, traveled into the area of southern Galatia. They went to Antioch, Pisidia, Iconium, Lystra, Derbe, and everywhere they went, initially people were intrigued, but then the Jewish leaders started raising trouble and chasing them out of town, essentially, until they got to Derby. Then the people who worshipped the Greek gods thought they were Hermes and Zeus and wanted to offer sacrifices to them. And Paul said, no, 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 we're not Greek gods, we're just men. Well, then they tried to stone them to death. And so there was a, a lot of persecution, a lot of opposition in that area. And that's the area that Timothy is from. Timothy is from Lystra. So Timothy knew all of that. Timothy saw all of that. And he continues, what persecutions I endured, and yet the Lord rescued me from them all. So that pattern of persecution, that was the first missionary journey that Paul and Barnabas went on. Then Paul went on the second missionary journey with Silas, and the third missionary journey, and the journey to Rome. Through all that, he has suffered persecution. He has suffered a lot of suffering, and that pattern never changed. So Paul's pointing that out. I endured all that, yet the Lord rescued me from them all. So the pattern of persecution will continue. And that's what he's trying to call Timothy to, is recognize Timothy. Just as I have been persecuted, you've suffered some too. It's only going to get worse. But God is faithful and will continue to rescue you as he has rescued me through all these persecutions. That's where you say, well, wait a minute. Paul's about to be executed. How is it that God's rescuing him from all these persecutions? In Paul's earlier letters, where he was in the first imprisonment, where he was under house arrest, he said, you know, there's a chance I could be executed. I'm not sure which I would prefer whether I prefer to be executed and be with Christ right now, or rather to stay and continue the ministry for Christ. He says, it's more profitable for you guys for me to stay and continue my ministry. So I think that's what God will have me do. So in Paul's mind, execution is, is not God abandoning him. It's actually God taking him to heaven. And so he knows that God will rescue him from persecution, even if it involves death. Now, verse 12, he says, In fact, all who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So, all who want to live a godly life in Christ, he's referring here to true believers, not people who just carry the label, but those who desire to know Christ, those who desire to live a godly life, they will be persecuted. Now, in different places at different times, that persecution looks differently. But there's always been persecution against Christians. In fact, today, across the world, there's incredible persecution against Christians in many parts of the world. For those of us in America, this particular time, we have a trouble really grasping that, what it means to be persecuted. We get upset when just society seems to be thumbing us nose at Christianity. We don't really experience persecution. Sometimes we might be uncomfortable, and we might be 
receiving some opposition every now and then, but not persecution. We're not being jailed because of our faith. Verse 13, evil people and imposters will become worse, deceiving and being deceived. Now, earlier he said there's a limit. They're not, it's not going to get any worse. I think it was specifically those people that Timothy was dealing with in Ephesus right now. He says, you know, it's gotten almost as bad as it can get. It can only get so bad as far as leading people astray. Then they're going to see how crazy it is and say no more. But there's always going to be somebody to replace them, somebody else. That's a, a particular group of people proclaiming something false. There's always a new group proclaiming something false. And it's only going to get worse as far as new groups cropping up. In verse 14, but as for you, singular still here, you, Timothy, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed. So he's restating kind of what he said up in verse 10. It says, okay, you have been following me, but you need to continue in what you've learned and firmly believed. You know those who taught you, and you know that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures, which are able to give you wisdom for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. He mentioned earlier that he had been taught the scriptures. He had been taught to be faithful. He had been taught to know the Lord, love the Lord, by his mother and grandmother, who were faithful Jews, expecting the Messiah. And when the gospel message came to them in Lystra, they embraced it. So when he's talking about the scriptures, here he's talking about the Old Testament. For us, it would be the Old Testament and the New Testament, the entire Bible. So this goes along with continue what you've learned and firmly believed, the Word of God. In verse 16, he says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. Now, he says all Scripture. He's referring to the Old Testament here. When he says all scripture, he's speaking to us, he would be saying all the New Testament and the Old Testament, all scripture. Inspired by God, some translations say God breathed, because that's the literal translation. God breathed. And what he means by that is inspired by God. So all scripture is inspired by God. It is God breathed. It is profitable, meaning it's useful. It's useful for teaching, for conveying information, letting people know about God. For rebuking, that would be for challenging someone, saying, you are wrong. Correcting, what's the difference between rebuking and correcting? Not a lot, but correcting would be realigning. I may be a little off in my theology. Where I'm not being rebuked, but just providing some correction. And training in righteousness, learning how to live a life following Christ. Now, the point here is not to give any kind of teaching about inspiration of Scripture. He says inspired. Yeah, that's a given. He's basically, he's saying, because all Scripture is inspired, that is why it's so useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So he's not saying something to Timothy. You know, you know, Timothy, Scripture is inspired. No, they, that's a given. They, they know that. His point here is because it is inspired by God. That's why it's so useful. It's, it's indispensable for knowing how to follow God. You've got to follow God's word. Verse 17, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now, man of God, he's basically directing this at 
Timothy. Timothy, you are the man of God. And by doing this, you will be complete, equipped for every good work. This section is addressed to Timothy. This is all in the second person plural, you, Timothy. You've done this, continue to do this. Be careful about this, cling to the scriptures, and you will be fully equipped. But this is all applicable to any of us. It's applicable to everyone to do what he's calling Timothy to do. Follow Paul's teaching. His teaching is the gospel. Follow Paul's example, how he lived his life. Expect and endure suffering. We shouldn't be surprised when things get tough, when people oppose, don't like the gospel message and push back. In our context, generally it's not suffering, but we should expect opposition and be able to endure that opposition and not suddenly be afraid and say, oh, I didn't sign up for this. Well, if you became a Christian, yes, you did sign up for this. And then be equipped through the Word of God, through the Bible. That's essential. We cannot live this life following Christ apart from the Word of God, apart from the Bible. So we've got to be equipped through the Bible. And that just means being familiar with the Bible, knowing the Bible, knowing the truth of the Bible so we can recognize error when it contradicts what the Bible says. So if we follow these instructions here, verses 10 through 17, we can be complete, equipped for every good work. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time. So continue working through Second Timothy.